Hello and welcome to the Light from Light podcast. You're here with me, Brother Thomas Therese, comma, OP, a Dominican friar of the English province, and... Uh, me, Daniel, a <laughs> catechetical coordinator in a parish in London. Marvellous. And today we're going to be talking about social media and good use, a, a good... Oh, ouch, sorry, <laughs> I just twisted my ankle. Um, yeah, a good Christian use of uh, social media and we'll be talking about some of the pitfalls of social media and how social media can be a force for good, uh, why it's important that we as uh, Christians are on social media and use social media wisely. So what might be the interaction between social media and your soul, social media and uh, your salvation? How do those two things go together and the mission of being a Christian in the world? So shall we start off with a quiz? Got a mini quiz for you, Brother Thomas, and I think people at home could play along as well. It's not a personality quiz, is it? I love those things. No, no oh. unfortunately, <laughs> it's not. Which animal are you? No, it's, well, we could play, which social media platform are you? <laughs> oh, I know which one. Yeah, actually, that's a good uh, question, actually. Which, actually, which, which social media platform do you use the most? The one I use the most is Facebook, Facebook Messenger in particular, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I, YouTube, YouTube, I watch lots of things on YouTube. Instagram, quite rarely. Um, I, thought you, I thought you were going to say Podbean. Podbean. <laughs> uh, Twitter, very it. rarely. Snapchat, rarely. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm on most of these things. I'm not on TikTok. WhatsApp, mm. I use a little bit. Um, but Instagram. Mostly you're, you're on Instagram Facebook. with photos. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah. All right. So let, let me let me ask you a few questions then. A few okay. quiz questions. Okay. So there are about 7.5 billion people in the world. How many of them are active users on social media? This reminds me of that song by, <laughs> is it Katie Tunstall or Katie Malawa? There are oh, nine yeah. million bicycles in Beijing, <laughs> more or less. Um, so there are seven point something billion people in the world. So when is it's this probably, statistic it's, it's from, probably, by the way? Um, uh, it's from last July, 2020. But actually, it's, okay. it's probably near 8 billion, to be fair. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I'm going to say, so this is from 2020. Yeah. I'm going to, hmm, I'm going to say about, uh, it probably depends on who you ask, doesn't it? I'm going to say about 50% of the world's population. Gosh, you're spot on. 50, well, pretty much. 51% of the world's population okay. is active on some wow. form of social media. Isn't that incredible? And each year, they are nearly 400 million new people join in social media gosh isn't that absolutely incredible staggering yeah, yeah huge yeah incredible and then okay so what's the most popular social media platform Oof. what's the most i imagine used? this probably differs from country to country but you're going on a global thing right you're going global yeah so the, again this is it january must... 2020 mm. And it's by a uh, social media analysis company called Hootsite. You can okay. find it. You can find this on the internet quite easily. But yeah, have a have a guess. I'm going to say either Facebook or YouTube. Yeah, Facebook and then YouTube. So 2.5 oh. <laughs> billion, 2.5 billion people use Facebook. I'm two for two. Two billion people use YouTube. Wow, not incredible. Crazy. I want to catch you out. What's the third? <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, I think one of the things that I think is on the rise that definitely amongst young people when I when I talk to uh, either people at the chaplaincy or mm. uh, people in my confirmation group, 
they talk a lot about Insta. Insta so I'm going to go with Instagram. They think Twitter is for old people. And yeah, amongst the young people, I would say it's probably Instagram. I know. WhatsApp. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, I, it's funny. I wouldn't really count it as social media because I always think of social media as being something that's outwards, like it's public. But mm. you know, WhatsApp is uh, considered to be quite private. You know, you're having these private encrypted conversations. Uh, it's not as mm. not as much of it as is public. Um, but yeah, very interesting. In, very I suppose they're owned by Facebook now, aren't they? WhatsApp. Yeah, most things are owned by Facebook or Google. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, but fifty-one uh, percent of the world's population is active on social media. So that doesn't, that, I mean, it doesn't count those who are, uh, you know, less than active. I think they count active as once a month. Use it. Oh, really? Mm. Oh. So, Interesting. But I think that shows actually the importance of uh, Catholics being on social media. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a modern day form of uh, evangelization, opportunity to evangelize. You know, you think of like St. Paul in the book of Acts, going to Athens, going to the, oh, how do you pronounce it? Areopagus? Areopagus. That's it, yeah. Areopagus, yeah. That yeah. Word, what he said. But you, <laughs> you think of like the, the crowds gathering there together and sharing information, sharing their views on things. That's almost, well, social media is almost like that. It's uh, It can be an opportunity to share views. Mm. I know we can talk about the difficulties of of that and the challenges that that presents, but you know, there's the opportunity. Social media represents the opportunity to actually be a, another voice mm. in that area. And I, th- I think it was Saint John Paul the the second, you know, Pope of the the turn of the century, who said that social media is that digital Areopagus. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He said that the internet is that digital. Areopagus. Yeah. So as Christians, I think we, we need to be out there. We need to be sharing the message. Mm. We need to be sharing that, that, that good news with other people in a in a broken world. Mm. I think in particular as well in the West, where you do see amongst some demographics a decline in practicing Christianity, I think you also see a rise in social media use. So I think in, in America, in um, Western Europe in particular, I, I think you probably have a, a much higher social media use than um, than elsewhere. And I would imagine that that would also mean then the amount of time that people spend on social media uh, in those places is actually much higher. So even though they might not necessarily be coming to uh, church for an hour or, or 45 minutes or so or whatever a week, um, they're probably spending, I, I don't know, maybe three or four hours uh uh well at least, certainly three or four hours a week but i would imagine at least an hour or two a day on social media uh even if it's just checking every couple of minutes or something there's probably research done on this as yeah well, well i i have it i have some figures here so on Oof. average two and a half hours are spent on social media so that's that's how is that worldwide yeah that's globally but Gosh. you know i think I think it probably rises with the younger generations. It's probably yeah. What's the demographic more, more there? That. Does that does that look across all I age ranges? Got it. No, I haven't got it broken down. Okay. But still, I mean, two and a half hours as an average. Yeah, that's yeah across all yeah. like global all users all mm. generations. Um, that's massive, isn't it? Yeah, 
I think you're right as well. I think the younger generations are more likely to use it. Although, who knows? I mean, we may see a sort of younger gener generation sort of rebelling against this sort of the social norms of a previous one and then shunning social media a bit more. Um, I remember when I was younger, social media use was actually, was very, very high. And as, as you go through your life and things, you know, more and more people choose to opt out and drop off social media. Um, not as many as join, <laughs> I would, I would think. Um, yeah, yeah well, no, if it's going up by 400 million every year, <laughs> more people absolutely. are joining than, than leaving. So brother Thomas, then what we talk about, we've spoken about how many people use these different forms of social media. What, what do you think are the main challenges with social media? Mm. I think the main challenges with social media are the same sort of things that you're going to find anywhere really i think the biggest issues are questions of your spiritual life and i think it's important to take care of your soul when you use social media i think every social media platform really can cultivate virtue or cultivate vice um and i i think we have to be aware of that and careful of those things i think twitter in particular for example um, I think Twitter encourages people to, or can, should I say, not necessarily does, but can encourage people to anger and to a lack of charity. Um, I think Facebook uh, can encourage people to gossip. Um, I think Instagram and, uh, yeah, Instagram can um, be very damaging if somebody struggles with lust or finds chastity difficult. Um, a similar thing with with things like Tumblr, for example. Um, and, and part of that, I think, is just how they are designed and the sorts of things that, that get promoted on there, right? Um, I think there's also a, a danger of, uh, in places like Facebook and Twitter, um, a sort of an echo chamber and Google algorithms, for example, which put to the top of your search list things that you're most likely to want which tends to be based on things that you've already searched for before um and so therefore you tend if, if let's say you look at a lot of conservative news sites they're the sorts of things that are going to come up uh, uh uh at the top of your list in a similar way vice versa if you look at a, at a, lot, a lot of um uh, very liberal new, news sources they're more likely to come at the top of the list um it's and the same then, as things that you you search that you're thinking of purchasing like the other yeah. the other day i was thinking uh, i was looking at a washing machine and within like a few seconds you you come off of that search on google for a washing machine and you go on twitter and it's like <laughs> all these things are showing all what, what you know pick your platform facebook or whatever these are the mm. ads that are, sh are sponsored and shown Know, get this washing machine this new deal on a washing machine <laughs> you know it's, it, it comes across there but actually it's uh it's a you know we're saying it's a funny point but it does prove that that point that if you find an area of social media that is particularly uh, uh toxic or maybe some views or of a particular person that you've mm -hmm. um interacted with or have uh, engaged with that post in some way then it's going to come up again because of the algorithms. That's that's how it works. Is uh, Facebook and other social media? Um, I, I'm thinking of Facebook because I use it more than the other things. But Facebook will 
will work on what you've engaged with. So if you've clicked on the image of some post, or if you've clicked read more, or if you click like on a certain post, it's going to track that and put that at the top of your newsfeed again. So which is why it it can be it could be something for good, it could be something for for bad. You know, I think of like posts with with you, brother Thomas. If I often engage with something that you've posted, you often come at the top of my newsfeed because of that. <laughs> there are worse people to come at the top of your newsfeed, I'm sure. It's probably, it's probably <laughs> better. Probably better. Is that? <laughs> There's a great opportunity here, though, isn't there? I mean, if you've got more than fifty percent of the world's population on social media, that's a great opportunity to evangelize, to reach out. But I think sometimes, as is often the case, and is has been amply uh shown in recent years christians are not always the best witnesses are we we don't always put our best foot forward we don't always show forth those fruits and gifts of the holy spirit which are signs of of god's love in the world uh and a sign of of, of the the reality of the uh, of the supernatural life and union with god um and i think that's something i think to to bear in mind right so there was a post by Brandon Vott in 2020 on Facebook, actually, which was fantastic, which I think in part was a response to him leaving Twitter. Uh, and I'll just I'll read the quote in its entirety because it's it's really, really wonderful. He says, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit, infallible signs of God's presence. Crave them, chase them, foster them. To the degree that you have them, you can be confident that you're aligned with the Holy Spirit. Follow people who manifest these qualities and avoid those who don't. Consume things that engender these fruits in your life. Avoid those that don't. Ask yourself right now, honestly, when I scroll down my Facebook feed, or, or Instagram or Twitter, wherever it is, do the pages or people I follow display these fruits or not? The same, of course, holds for news sites, YouTube, podcasts, Instagram, and especially Twitter, which I mercifully deleted a long while ago. Ask yourself, when I consume content from this place, am I left with more of these fruits, displaying more of these fruits? or less. It's also helpful to consider the opposite fruits or the anti-fruits, hatred, bitterness, anxiety, rashness, meanness, wrath, despair, harshness, and instability. I would add snark and scapegoating. These are all signs of the anti-spirit. Apply the opposite advice with these. When you detect these qualities within yourself or among those sources you follow, flee. Take Gandalf's advice. Fly, you fools. These bad fruits are an undeniable warning that you're being pulled away from Christ. Of course, that's certainly not your intention and may not seem like that's what's happening, but it's the unfortunate, unavoidable reality. It's spiritual physics. It's formulaic. When you consume the anti-fruits, you inevitably begin to manifest them. They will poison your soul, even if you don't recognize that you're drinking poison. So flee the source. 
You may be sincerely seeking the truth or following people who appear to be devoted to the church, but appearances can be deceiving. For nearly 2,000 years, these fruits have been the ultimate litmus test. You cannot go wrong in applying them. Tape them to your computer or set them as your phone background. Pursue love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Avoid hatred, bitterness, anxiety, rashness, meanness, wrath, despair, instability, snark, and scapegoating. Brandon then anticipates a few objections. You shouldn't be upset when people speak hard and harsh truths. Suck it up, snowflake. No, I'm never upset just because someone speaks hard truths. I love truth. I treasure it. And this isn't encouragement to just bury our heads in the sand and avoid difficult realities. Just the opposite. We must discuss scandals, difficulties, doubts, disagreements, and yes, even hard truths openly, often and transparently. But it must be discussed from a place of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc. There's no conflict between truth-telling and the fruits of the Spirit, for both are rooted in the same God. I mean, I couldn't have put it better than Brandon there. That's absolutely true. You must show forth the light of Christ at all times because it's Christ who will gather people to himself and he, he, he chooses to allow us to um, be instruments of his grace to draw people back to himself. And if we do not show forth Christ, if we do not show forth the light of Christ, um, which draws people, you know, like moths to a flame, um, if we don't show forth those fruits, then we are going to turn people away. Those seeds of division that we sow in people and that meanness. How many times do we hear people say, you know, I've got no problem with, with Christ, I've got a problem with Christians. I've got no problem with Jesus. I've got a problem with the church. Cardinal Dolan has this great video where he says, the problem is, folks, it's a package deal, um, which is true. But we don't always show that reality in, in, the, in the best light. Yeah, I Brandon mean, it's, says, it's like when you say, so it's a package deal, they come together. But it's mm. like what, people, what most people see at the church is people. And for good or bad, you, know, you can mm. see the great works of, people and that's the church or you see the real bad uh, fruits of of people that claim yeah. to be christians and you think and, well that's I, the another... church why would i want to be a part of that of like the infighting or the snarkiness as as brandon Vot says why would i why would i want to be part of that exactly i mean why would you want to be part of something where where people are showing uh, meanness and if you can't yeah. recognize that there is a similarity or a congruence between Christ and his church and his Christians. Now, don't get me wrong. Then there's a problem. Now, don't get me wrong. The church is a place full of sinners and people are growing in these ways. And people uh, who uh, people need patience to bear with with other Christians with their particular weaknesses. Every Christian has, has his or her favorite sin, right? Every Christian has their own particular weaknesses. Uh, or as, as Paul says, you know, um, I prayed for the Lord to take away the thorn in my flesh. Um, but he left it there, you know, as a, to humble me. Um, and I, I think that's true for every Christian. Um, so I do think sometimes um, when people see the bad behavior of Christians and they start complaining about it, um, we, we can say, yes, this is bad behavior. 
but patience, you know, uh, patience with but these I people and showing loving mercy is important. I think as well, though, if you're a, if you look at them, you see they're sinners, but they love each other. So, mm. yeah, we make mistakes, but the encouragement is to well, not mistakes. We do think, you know, we sin, but the mm. the encouragement is to love one another. And my encouragement of the other person should be for them to be able to love. And if, if if that's not being put forward, then then that's a problem. I suppose it's like if you compare Brandon, what Brandon was saying there about some of the bad fruits of, of social media, and you compare that with that quote from the early church that look at you look at the Christians, look how they love each other. And you, and yes. you compare that and you say, OK, is that how that's how Christians should be all the time? You should be look, looking at Christians and look how they love each other look how they love others that should be the case on twitter as well on you know whatever whatever yeah, platform yeah. is that should and not be just that, that that we love and we show kindness uh and the and fruits and gifts of the holy spirit uh, only uh, internally amongst ourselves but to everyone but to yeah. all people yeah yeah and you know, that, and that it... operates as a as an invitation a, a mm. chance to evangelize yeah absolutely i mean who is it that uh, you, who is it that said you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar or more bees with honey wow, than with vinegar? Wow, one of the, well, St. Francis de Sales, who, you know, was a patron of journalists who embraced that new form of media at that time, didn't he? Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah he, he embraced that, that new mechanism of, mm. of communication. There's also that quote by St. Benedict uh, that I love. Be careful when re removing the rust, lest you break the instrument. Uh, very very true i think you know sometimes in in catholic social media and things you can see people complaining about things a lot and you still and uh, or being quite unnecessarily harsh with people and you think well you know be careful in even when they've got a good point you know um even when they've got a good point you might think you know i agree with what you're saying but i, I really don't agree with how you're saying it you know be careful when removing the rust that you don't break the instrument but well, there, there are two jesus says the, the thing about remove the splinter from your eye before removing the log from the uh, from the other pairs no the log from your eye before the splinter from their <laughs> eye get it right <laughs> what yeah we all have say? splinters in our eyes rather than the logs <laughs> in our neighbors oh dear <laughs> there, there are two 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 more objections that i briefly want to mention um that that, that brandon talks about he says you know uh, he's not just saying that we should follow our emotions at all absolutely not the fruits of the, of the spirit are not emotional states he says they're not emotional states but there is um a sort of there, there are gifts and fruits of the holy spirit and there are things which are not right and there's also the um uh you know when people sort of say oh you know i'm just being honest or you know okay maybe you know they're being sarcastic or whatever but at least you know they're speaking the truth but Brandon makes a very good point that speaking the truth is not enough. You know, without charity, you've got absolutely nothing. You know, it's necessary to tell the truth. That's true, but it's insufficient. Even even Satan and even demons speak truth. Uh, you know, Satan quoted scripture. Satan believes that Jesus Christ uh, is God. Uh, you know, it, it's not enough. The, the truth is just is, is not enough. Uh, there's something more there. And that something more is what Satan lacks. Satan lacks charity. He lacks the he lacks love for others. 
uh, and, and I would also say he likes love for himself. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, anyway, I, I think that's something that's that's yeah i mean i don't want to get just sort of like bogged down in talking about the negative aspects of social media because obviously there are so many good things uh that can come from social media um i mean brandon's ministry on online is is an obvious one and i know um we've had some feedback from people who've listened to the podcast who um have had some very positive experiences because of because of listening to the podcast which is fantastic um yeah so yeah, there are it's worth being there and i think as time goes on it seems at the moment anyway that more and more people feel uncomfortable with coming to church and are less likely to engage with us as they would have done in the past uh face to face you know um it, it, religious literacy i think generally speaking is is on the rise um and i think this is one way Sorry, say that again. Religious, Religious illiteracy is on is oh, on the rise. Yeah. I think uh, my friend uh, David, mm. who was um, is a teacher, was telling me that in his class he had a lot of people who had never been in a nativity play um, at school. So when he when it came, these were I think they were in year mm, were they in year eight maybe they might have even been older. Was that a Catholic school? Um, I think it might have been a Church of England school. Um, and they, um, when he said, well, what did you do at Christmas? I mean, tell me the Christmas story. Uh, a lot of children in the class couldn't tell you the basic figures of the Christmas story. You know, uh, baby Jesus uh, in the manger and uh, his mother Mary. You know, there's no room at the inn. Um, going to Bethlehem, the angels singing to the shepherds and the wise men coming. Um, what were you in the nativity? <laughs> i was uh we only had one nativity that i remember um and i think was i an innkeeper and i held i think i held a sign saying no room at the inn <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what i was oh what were you an angel <laughs> oh, thank you thank what you. were you no i was an angel i was a giraffe a giraffe <laughs> <laughs> i suppose you are tall well i don't think i mean of course in the gospels it doesn't talk about any animals at all from from memory oh that, that, that's another episode there that's another episode <laughs> uh yeah so i i think that was i thought was actually quite sad really you know that they hadn't had um those sort of exciting um those exciting opportunities but there's also a more serious side to that it's actually that they had no idea actually that christmas some of them had no idea that that christmas um was about um the birth of jesus um and a lot of them couldn't mention a single figure from christmas um from the from the christmas story um yeah I suppose or, the, the so the flip side of all of this is that we often talk about meeting people where they are mm -hmm. and, and where are they where social are they spending media. their time <laughs> yeah where are the people spending their time you mm. know it's social media it's you know it's not just going out physically to meet people and and what that's part of it you know that is important to i think that's a that. necessary part of it isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. it's it is i think social media can be a start person. but you yeah. always want to move 
move people closer yeah. into the church and coming to mass yeah. you know receiving jesus in the in the blessed sacrament absolutely yeah we, we're meant for physical interaction and mm. engagement w- with each other but where do people spend most of their time on social media and that's an opportunity hopefully for us to preach the good news to others mm-hmm. yeah so I, I think we've got we've got a few minutes left brother thomas we've got about three minutes left is there any, what sort of advice would you give to someone who wanted to begin to share the good news on social media oh gosh so there's the, the foster the the fruits of the holy spirit foster yes those those things i would say ask god mm. to to help in inspire you and ask the mm. communion of saints to pray for you especially saint francis de sales yeah and blessed carlo acutis um and also i don't know much about him but saint isidore seville he's considered the saint of the internet um even even like Mother Teresa, I know she wasn't on social media herself, but <laughs> through social media, you know, through the news outlets at the time, through books, through films, she did a lot of good. She, mm. she, yeah. And I think actually that's a actually that's a really good point. Is that it's not just what you say on on Twitter or you know, whatever social media is. It's who you are as a person. Mm. So if you're becoming a saint, in as a person other people will write about you on social media whether you like it or Uh, not (laughs) no but it it will flow from your being instead of it being something it's instead of seeming to be something that you're you're posturing to other people you know this is the way it should be it will actually flow from from Mm. you if you're in communion with god and that love of god will overflow out into into the world around you and through social media I completely agree with that. I think fostering the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit are absolutely essential. And, and as much as you know, you, the quote from Brandon talks about avoiding people who don't show those fruits, I mean, those people also have souls too, right? And those people we, we do also, somebody also has to reach out to those people, right? But I think part of what he's getting at there is being self-reflective and recognizing when it's not doing you good to interact with those people. It's important to um, dialogue, yes, engage with those people uh, who we disagree with, absolutely. Um, But if it's causing us to be vicious, it's actually counterproductive. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not good for us. Yeah, it's not. Ask yourself, is my social social media usage good for my soul? Am I spending too long on social media? Maybe. Um, does social media encourage me to anger or to despair or to, um, I don't know, some of, the, some of those things that, that, that we spoke about earlier, rashness or meanness, you know, scapegoating, snarkiness, sarcasm, you know, rashness, those sorts of things. I, I would add as well a sort of question over, is your time intentional as well on social media? I mean, I know for myself, I could spend ages just swiping through, uh, you know, going through the news feed on on social media and just going through (laughs) over and over. But I suppose that question, is this time intentional? Am I being Mm -hmm. intentional with this? Or or am I just going along? Am I drifting along with what's being presented to me? I think think that's that's a very good question, actually. 
you know we nowadays on on our phones uh, you know most of our social media consumption is on mm. is on or through a phone and you're attached and all the time constantly yeah, contactable it's, it's that's not always it's a good available. thing either maybe take a, a retreat or a break for a week and see see how your life changes <laughs> but you know one thing like a tool that you can do is see how much time you spend on your phone it's you're pos- it's possible to do that on most Ooh. phones nowadays through through your settings it tracks how much you how much time you spend on each of the applications so you can find out how much you spend and you can begin to make those changes i think even just tracking you know mm. how much time each mm-hmm. day you spend on social media or what what time in the day mm-hmm. you know make those changes and say okay uh, now i know that i spend an hour uh, in the morning mm. on social media i'm going to be more intentional and spend say half an hour and that ends with the other half an hour mm. do something else uh, i'm gonna phone up a loved one and have a conversation with them or gonna spend time in prayer that's like actually that. an interesting one that i was about to say about prayer i mean a lot of the time we can i mean i know i'm guilty of it i can often feel oh gosh yeah i've had no time to pray but now <laughs> if i think about it and i look at how much time i spend on social media i probably could have made a little bit more time to pray to be honest you know um yeah, I mean, part of it's priorities, isn't it? You know, but sometimes social media is good for um, for feeling the community as well because it is a, it is as Pope Absolutely, Francis says, yeah. like it's it is an opportunity for a community. It's a great way to stay in touch with people. Most people, I I mean, I'm a great letter writer, but most most people who who I'm in touch with, and in fact, actually, I would say only a handful of people have my mobile number. Like, <laughs> but I I have a lot more people. And probably actually the people who I'm, some of the people who I'm closest to don't have my mobile number, but they have my Facebook contact. And that's my, my primary method of communicating with, with most people, I think. I mean, apart from face to face. I just realized it made it sound like I don't see anybody. That's not true. <laughs> in the window, you just wave at them. Great advert for religious life. Anyway, we're going to draw this episode to a close. We do have an important announcement though. And the important announcement is that there's going to be a bit of a break over summer. Dan's got lots of studies on and he's super busy. He's got, and I'm more so busy. Is that what you're looking at me like? That? You're always busy. Dan's you're looking always at me busy. with wide eyes. I am always busy. That's true. Um, yeah. So there's going to, we're going to take a bit of a different format. Um, so over the holidays, um, we'll be posting a series of, about five minute reflections each week and that then just means that we'll get a bit more of a time to um yeah enjoy some holiday Uh, actually we're going on holiday together with amelia uh very soon in uh down south in um the south southwest yeah Yeah, southwest (laughs) um but yeah so there won't be a half an hour episode um each week uh there will be a five minute episode uh, each week, which will be more of a of a reflection, um, and uh, yeah, when it gets to September, we will be back with our half an hour half an hour regular slot. Um, but thanks very much for listening. Like, comment, and subscribe, and share the podcast with others. If this has been helpful, um, do get in touch and leave a comment and things. And uh, yeah, be on social media, share the gospel. And if you have any other tips or reflections, yeah, pass, pass them on to us. And let us know of any other recommendations or questions for episodes. That would be really helpful. But anyway, yeah. until September, 
take care of yourself have a really good summer a blessed summer take care of yourself and each other i thought you're about to say that's jerry springer's line isn't it is it take care of yourself and each other yeah take care. yeah yeah <laughs> god bless pretty pray for us bye bye bye